Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Friday, April 17th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. With the 2020 NFL Draft on the clock, we thought we'd turn back the clock and recall what the thinking was heading into the 2017 draft, the one where the Chiefs selected Patrick Mahomes. We know how the story ends, or at least where it stands right now. The Chiefs traded up to select Mahomes, a pick that wasn't universally applauded in football circles. Mahomes sits out a season, becomes a starter in 2018, wins the league's MVP award, and then guides the Chiefs to a Super Bowl victory in his third NFL season. None of that could have been envisioned a week before the draft in 2017. So we went back to remember what the conversation was about the Chiefs draft that year. This stuff lives on in Facebook Live archive. So I went to the Wayback Machine and pulled a Facebook Live that the star recorded a week before the draft. This one involves Therese Paler. He was our Chiefs beat writer then, who now does a wonderful job as a national NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. Check out his podcast called the Yahoo Sports NFL Podcast with Charles Robinson and Therese Paler. Therese guided our coverage then. Also on that Facebook Live, our star columnist Sam Mellinger, Vahe Gregorian, and me. Keep in mind that when this was recorded, there was no guarantee the Chiefs were going to select a quarterback. Alex Smith was the starter. The Chiefs had been in the playoffs in three of his four seasons in Kansas City. In fact, I found a story that compiled more than 100 mock drafts for that season, and the consensus pick for the Chiefs at number 27, you remember, was Florida linebacker Jared Davis. Only a handful of them had had them taking Mahomes, and less than a quarter had the Chiefs selecting a quarterback. So as far as speculation was concerned, the notion that the Chiefs would even take a quarterback was far from given. Our little crew seemed to think the Chiefs were leaning quarterback. You're going to hear a few things on this podcast. First, the Facebook Live with Therese, Vahe, Sam, and me about a week before the draft. And then you'll hear from Andy Reid and then General Manager John Dorsey on the night the Chiefs selected Mahomes. I found it interesting to go back and hear what they had to say about what they saw in their first pick that year. After a break, the A-team guys got back together earlier this week to relive that week in Chiefs history. Therese, Vahe, Sam, and me got to talking about what we remember about those days leading up to the draft and the Mahomes selection. We had a lot of fun reminiscing. Okay, so let's get started with the part about our pre-draft conversation in 2017. Especially if you take a quarterback in this draft and, and you're able to live with him for at least a year before you make a decision on whether you play, uh, play him, I think it makes a lot of sense to take the guy with the higher ceiling because before you have to commit to him with actual snaps and actual games, you can have a little bit better idea of whether he can play for you. What, what I'll tell you is that I think Peterman of those quarterbacks is the one guy that could be your backup this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, closest, in, closest to being yeah. the, the number, number two guy. Yeah. If you don't believe in Tyler Bray, he's. He, I agree with that. You know, there's, there's some, there's some good stuff there with him. But what? Oh, no, oh, it's sort of more of a question for you, Therese. What, what do you see as the difference between what? Are you choosing your favorite quarterback out of this group? What's the difference between what your criteria is and what the Chiefs' criteria is, and who's right? I care about finding Pro Bowls. Like I want, I'm if I'm gonna draft a quarterback, I'm gunning for. Top five quarterback. I'm gunning for, you know, I'm shooting for the moon because if I can hit it, I'm, my job's safe for 10 years, right? That's what I'm looking for. And is, is that how they, you assume they think? 
I don't not, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Andy Reid wants someone that's going to do what he tells him to do, which makes me a little concerned about Mahomes. But I will say this. Patrick Mahomes is reckless with the football, but the NFL can humble you. The NFL oh, will humble you. You attempt that. It's not just Andy Reid getting on you. It's your offensive lineman. It's Travis Kelsey. It's Jeremy Macklin saying, what the F are you doing? Don't do that again. And I think Mahomes is pliable enough to be reeled in. Yeah, and I also want to say this about Pat Mahomes, and I'm speculating a little bit here, but his sort of wild decision-making, that may be what he's coached to do. Like, Cliff Kingsbury wants to sling it around a little bit, you know? Like, I, th- I think Kingsbury absolutely <laughs> yeah, seems like slinging. a coach who's okay yeah. with a mistake if later you make two good plays. Right. And, and so point. maybe he's, like, you know, just responding to the coach. And, and also, like, you know, you know what it takes to win an NFL playoff game against a good team? No. Guts. Uh, no, nobody here, nobody Guts. here who's watching. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tell us, uh, Uncle Trez. Well, no, like I would know. I'm a Lions fan, for God's sake. <laughs> My team's won one playoff game. It's not like I know, but it takes guts. It takes what Marcus Peters talks about. Let him hang, young blood. Let him hang. You got to have that, you know. You got to let it. I think as Patrick Mahomes grows as a player, as long as he's nurtured and not thrown to the fire, boy, yeah. two years as an apprentice, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty tempting to me, mm-hmm. right? Can you imagine two years with Pat Mahomes as an apprentice? Not even one, two. Yeah. You give him two, that's, hey, man, he'll have a, lot, he'll have a stuff down, no, no real pressure, you know? I'd, I'd like All right, it. Two, two thoughts on that. First, I just wonder, and I'm wondering aloud here, what is it? What's the value of uh, being the son of a former Major League Baseball player, having you know the sort of the athletic pedigree and, and the, having grown up with a dad who was a professional athlete? But more importantly, what would what would the Chiefs have to do in the draft to put themselves in a position to get Mahomes? It's tough. Because Good question. he ain't he ain't gonna be there at twenty seven. I, I think we are increasingly seeing it's gonna be tough for him to be there. You never really know about this time of year. To get into the teens, you might have to give up top 100 picks. I don't think I don't know if Dorsey wants to do that. I don't know if he likes that. So that was us three years ago. Uh, okay, so the draft happens, and I can remember being at the Chiefs facility that night in another room when the alert came that the Chiefs were on the clock. They had moved up from number 27 to number 10 in the in the draft order, and that obviously meant picking a quarterback. I thought they were going to go with Clemson's Deshaun Watson. Uh, wrong. Here's Andy Reid and John Dorsey on what they liked about Mahomes, the Texas Tech gunslinger, and what they envisioned for him with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes um, with our first pick and uh, had an opportunity to move up for him. And uh, you know, we felt that we had a, a good football player there, obviously. Um, Dorsey will be following me here, and he'll, he'll tell you the same thing, that when he sees a good player... Um, that he likes, uh, he's going to uh, attack it and go get him. And so that's that's what he felt about Patrick, and I thought he did a great job with it. Um, and it falls into the quarterback position. Right now Patrick's not <clears throat> not absolutely ready to play. He's got some work to do. Um, but he's coming into a great room. He gets an opportunity to learn uh, from Alex Smith, which will be a phenomenal experience for him, and, uh, and learn the offense. And so... Uh, we have to be patient with him. Um, definitely not a finished product right now, but he has tremendous upside. And uh, 
We think he'll fit into this offense very well. He's a good person. He's intelligent. He's got great uh, skill. And I just think uh, he'll be a great Kansas City Chief when it's all said and done. Uh, with that, time's yours. <clears throat> yeah, we just uh, th we think they're both really good football players. Uh, we just thought with what we do um, that Mahomes would, would fit in well. Um, we had all the guys in. All the quarterbacks came in. Had an opportunity to spend six hours with each guy. I mean, it was a it was a great experience uh, uh, to have a chance to meet all the guys. Um, both those young men are tremendous young men. We just we, we thought with, with what we do, uh, Mahomes would fit in the best. Yeah, well, I think the things that he, he does well, it wasn't just one play, um, uh, but the things that he does well is he, um, first of all, he's smart. That helps because that room, Alex has taken this thing to another level. So his intelligence is a, uh, you know, is a plus. And then um, his ability to move in the pocket. Very seldom do you have a, a, a perfect pocket that you're sitting in in the National Football League. So that all looks good when you're at the combine and all that, but What's real is you've got to be able to move and still throw with velocity. And we thought he did that well. And he's got tremendous vision um, uh, and tremendous upside. So I just, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a real nice pick for us. Well, I, I've probably been fortunate to have been around the best gunslinger ever So um, with Brett Favre. So... Uh, but I'm not into comparisons, but you throw the word gunslinger out, you kind of think of that guy. And um, they're different They're different players. Um, obviously, Brett's a Hall of Fame player. This kid has got a long way to go before that. And uh, But uh, I think when you have an opportunity to talk to him and be around him, you'll feel a certain energy. Uh, and then when you see him practice, you're going to see a certain intensity that you like. Uh, and... You'll, you'll understand it better once, uh, you know, once you have that opportunity. As you all well know, we have taken Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, with our first pick in the draft, or the first pick. And when you do a move like this, you have to do it with everybody's was on board with this one. From the very beginning, all the way back from when we evaluated him back in September, October, um, the reigning consensus was... He's got unbelievable talent. He's got the skill set to be one of those truly great players. And I think sometimes when you make an aggressive move like that, that's why you do it. Because these players, very few, they, come, they don't come by too often. So you have to take a shot at it. And that's kind of what we did. John, obviously you like him. You gave up a lot for him. Yeah. In the bigger picture, do you need to address this year the quarterback situation long term? Well, I think what you're doing is you're building for the future of the organization. I think that's important. Um, and we did that. And uh, I think from a, comp uh, from a compensation standpoint, I don't think it was a lot. Because at the end of this thing, he's gonna, I really think he's going to be a really good player. He's in a perfect situation. He can sit back. He can learn. He can develop. And then he's got the toolage of some really good coaches. And, you know, I couldn't be more excited. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. 
unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Well, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to try to duplicate Therese's introduction from um, previous <laughs> editions of Facebook Live, and I mean that thing should be dropped in the time capsule and never never to be open for a hundred years. But let me tell you how good it feels to have the A team back together for this special edition with Therese Paler, Vahe Gregorian, Sam Mellinger, and we are here to talk, well, actually, to relive. A, a moment in time, actually a few days that uh, comprise a moment in time when a week or so before the 2017 draft, we were all wondering what the Chiefs were going to do. And I, I wanted to ask each of you guys what you remember uh, about that moment. I'll tell you what, Vahe, we will, we'll start with you and then just go down the line because that's how you appear on my screen. Um <laughs> We know what happened, and we'll talk more about what happened, but what did we think was going to happen in 2017 as we approached the the draft? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I did then and forever will bask in the collective glow or whatever the reflective glow of the the original A-team format. I still keep that A-team mock-up that Jeff Patterson did on my uh, Facebook sports columnist page. Um, (laughs) It's just a... uh, Always a great thing to have the gang back together. Um, you know, those days were really interesting because I thought uh, Therese and Sam were at a particular sort of peak intensity about that draft. Um, and, and I know that there were a lot of <laughs> a lot of things that um, were kind of in flux and that we were still wondering about, but some real basic premises that those two in particular had about about what was to come, I, I think really stood out to me as we reviewed that. And uh, I, I, I think that um, I really wanted to know, and I know we have a clip with this, um, a little bit about how Therese understood his own thinking might be aligning with the Chiefs thinking. And um, I think there was just a lot of prescient stuff in what those guys had to say. I agree. Look, Sam, I, um, I thought you and Therese were really – kind of in sync on this and on the same page when it came to uh, the Chiefs looking at a quarterback pretty pretty strongly at a quarterback. That year, there were several top prospects, Deshaun Watson, Mitch Trubisky, um, uh, Deshaun Kaiser was also in the mix. But I, I, just, I just remember hearing you guys sitting on a panel with you guys talking about Patrick Mahomes in a way that I wasn't hearing any other – you know, anybody else talking about Mahomes? I, I know that Therese had studied a lot of tape, and and, uh, and you looked at some tape as well. This was before the draft. What was it about what you saw then that that had this great appeal to you? I just thought 
he was breathtaking in a lot of ways. I mean, I just, it, he played the position like few others that I can, maybe no others um, that I can imagine. And, you know, some of it looks a little bit goofy, right? Um, with a defense that's given up 40 or 50 points a game or whatever it is. Uh, you know, that Oklahoma game, for instance, was a little bit comical where he's throwing 80-some passes or whatever. Um, but I, I thought the more that you watched him, the more that that other stuff started to to shed a little bit. And you saw, you know, he, he made some weird decisions and his footwork was a complete disaster. But, you know, once you looked at the, the mistakes, like the interceptions, you could see what he was trying to do. And, you know, when you watch games like that, that bowl game against LSU, um, you know, some, some certain moments like that where the two rosters have nothing in common, you know, the, of, of the opponents. Like Texas Tech is just way out, man. But they're at least competing and they're in it uh, because this freak show quarterback is doing it. It was just the, the, the hurdle to get over um, was that there just hadn't been anybody like him before. And, you know, the air raid hadn't produced any NFL quarterbacks. That was a big thing. Um, you know, he didn't win. You know, that was a thing that, that, that was hung on him a little bit. Um, but God, I mean, just when you, when you watch just the pure talent, it was, it was breathtaking. Yeah. And Therese, um, you know, you were one of the few guys who had Mahomes in a mock draft. I, I think he did four or five of them leading into that 2017 draft. And, and you had the chiefs taking Mahomes. I think that's the only quarterback you had the chiefs yeah. taking in, in, in one of your mock drafts. And, I know you fell for him. Um, I, I, I did too. I think one of the things that we we didn't know is uh, would, the, would the Chiefs be willing to trade up uh, from they were at 27, I want to say, that year? Yeah. Would they be willing to trade up? And where would they have to go? Um, and would it be Watson or Mahomes? Yeah, I think, um, you know, looking back at it, like the reason, like I knew they were going to take a quarterback somewhere. Like just I'd heard too much. I'd understood like their mechanisms for like how they did things and like saw things kind of heading that way. So like I knew it was happening. I just didn't necessarily know which one. And I didn't know how far they'd be willing to trade up. And I think that was an internal discussion um, that probably went on to the last minute because there were people who wanted to go even higher than they did. Right. So, um, you know, Mahomes, though, put it this way. You're right. Like I had him in my very first mock draft. I think I did four that year. And I think that came out in February. Um, I also interviewed Mahomes at the Super Bowl. And I kind of had a hunch there. Like I had a, I had a sense. I interviewed him there. I really started watching tape of him. I think like that week, Sam, we were talking about him. I actually showed you like my scouting report of him or something. <laughs> we were at that Super Bowl. I think we were at that Super Bowl and like we did a podcast afterward, like right after the Super Bowl, like that night, mm-hmm. like talking about quarterbacks. Um, and you'd watch Mahomes a little bit, and I watched him too. And the thing I just realized was like, yeah, you were right. There was some goofy stuff on the tape. There were some throws that were like, man, like you're forcing it. But there's also the understanding that later it came that he had to make those throws because he was trying to keep his team in the game. And it's actually a remarkable thing. He didn't throw more interceptions, right? I think he finished that year with 10 or something while single-handedly making that team competitive. Uh Um I think at the end of the day, we're going to look back at that draft and his his college tape as what you need to be looking for, what you need to be looking for in a quarterback. Is he elevating his team? He did. Is he making ridiculous throws that he shouldn't be able to make that deflate the other team? Yeah. 
The stuff you don't like, is it fixable in the right place? Yes. Those are the three questions you're going to be asking yourself. And the people who got that Mahomes evaluation wrong, which was not me or Sam <laughs> or any of us, we were high on him. You know, the people who got that wrong, those are the questions they're asking themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I, I found a story. I can't remember where I found it, but, but uh, after the, after the draft, somebody did a compilation of the of the mock drafts, the final mock drafts that everybody did. You know, CBS Sports and SI and, and ESPN, they all do mock drafts. And they did a compilation of 104 mock drafts, final mock drafts. Uh, 20, I think it was 24 of them had the Chiefs taking quarterback. Eight had him taking Mahomes. Uh, none of them had the Chiefs moving up to draft Mahomes. So going into the draft, we – you know, at least the national perception was it was going, you know, the Chiefs weren't going to move up to get a quarterback. And the national perception was Mahomes wasn't going to be taken in the first 12 or 13, 13 picks. And um, and then we get to the draft night and the Chiefs move up to 10. And then Reed and Andy Reed and John Dorsey speak to the media. And I just I could not forget how giddy they seemed over the pick and, and like um, and, and like we, we, you know, we got someone. We got someone, and we fooled some people. And Vahe, is that is that how you remember the feeling that night in the um, in the media room? Yeah, and what's interesting about that now is, in hindsight, not just how Patrick has performed since then, but a lot of the ways some of this has gotten filled in uh, in terms of what was going on in those months before. Um, particularly, a story we we've all heard a few times in a few different ways, and. I imagine that, again, Therese and Sam in particular had some uh, ears to the ground on this in real time, but I think it's become amplified uh, rather well in the last year or so, especially as the Chiefs rose to Super Bowl champions, where you you, you get intimate kind of details about how Brett Veach was uh, just absolutely uh, almost annoying Andy Reid with, with uh, how much he was going to him with Patrick Mahomes' tape and Andy kind of like, okay, kid, I saw it, you know, and things like that. Now, some of this stuff maybe gotten has gotten jazzed up in the storytelling since, but um, it's interesting knowing sort of more of what we know now about uh, the, the groundswell and the uh, intensity of their feeling about Patrick in that time and how really they, they were pretty good at uh, uh, keeping a lid on it, probably right until that moment you were just describing, Blair. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just love this line from Therese that we played in our Facebook Live when it was, Vahe, you asked Therese, what are you looking for in, in a quarterback? And we were just, we were having a discussion. You know, Alex Smith was coming back for, for that year. We didn't know what the future of Alex Smith was. Um, and so, Vahe, your question to Therese was, what, what's, what's your criteria? What are you looking for? And Therese, your response was, Pro Bowls. You want a pro, if you're going to draft a quarterback with the first first round pick you got to draft a pro bowl guy and gunning for a top five quarterback shooting for the moon and and, and your and your one of your reasonings was if you do that your your job is safe <laughs> you know for whether you're coach or gm your job is safe <laughs> for a while yeah. and we we know that's not true with dorsey yeah. but there were t- <laughs> yeah but, but for andy yeah. it's true for brett it was true it worked out for those guys um you know it we're at the point in the league where you still could kind of see it going this way then where like the rules have been so 
relax. Like your quarterback better be a guy. Like we are totally past the point where you can have a game manager. Like that just even like game managers have to like really make throws in the playoffs for you to go anywhere. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. So, you know, I wouldn't be shooting, you know, aiming low here because this is not 1999. You know, you got to you're aiming for a stud, you know, because that's what's going to get you through if you nail that pick. You know, the Chiefs did that, though. They they you know, that that's the biggest key in this league now, man. If you can get that quarterback, um, you know, and look, I'm glad cooler heads prevailed there. Um, it's funny to think about now, but I, I, there were people in this organization that liked Nathan Peterman, you know? Um, but I'd never heard as much about like love about him as it was Mahomes. Like that was completely like the Mahomes thing, you know, the more I heard about him, I interviewed him myself, you know, the more I liked, and then you turn on the tape and it's like, yeah, I see why they love this guy. Um, which is why he was a mileage's quarterback. But, um, yeah, like they eventually they went with the ceiling, and I think that kind of prescience has like a lot to do with the people in charge. It's, you know, it's Andy and his V. That, that's why it's important to have smart people and forward thinking people like running your football team because you know they were ahead of teams as far as being willing to take a shot on like a raw guy with the upside. Like the upside, as long as their mentality is good, is key. Like Jamarcus Russell had upside. But the mentality and work ethic and all that other stuff wasn't there. Like the Chiefs chose upside with Mahomes, but all his intangible stuff was through the roof. They brought him in. Remember, guys, they brought him in for the workout, um, the pre-draft, and they put him on the board, and he blew those other guys away. You know, Deshaun Watt, he blew all those guys away. And, like, that's the key, making sure that if you're going to draft upside and a raw guy, he's got all that too. So a lot of, lot of lessons, like a lot of teaching lessons from, like, how that has worked out. And I, I know teams have, like, they have looked at themselves and like, how do we blow that? Okay. And you've seen like, that's why someone like Jordan Love might go higher than he otherwise would like two or three years ago, because that upside is important now. That's interesting. You know, I, I don't, there have been other quarterbacks that have come in uh, and pretty early in their career after they were drafted and uh, won a Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady and, Ben Roethlisberger come to mind of recent guys, but yeah. I don't think it, anybody has come in and done. Obviously, nobody's come in and been, been the MVP in a second year and and won a Super Bowl in the third year. So, I mean, I think we can maybe you know at, le- at least right now without having studied it, one of the great draft picks and great draft finds and great great draft decisions mm-hmm. of all time. Is that is that fair to say? I definitely. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, I think we all kind of agree, like, there's going to be um, probably a 30 for 30 on how that all played out one day. Um, and I guess the kind of cool thing is, not to kind of hog the ball here, but I think you guys would agree, right? Like, the cool thing is that, you know, I really do feel like for the most part, the organization was pretty united in loving this guy. And that was the one thing I was thinking of when you guys were talking about that draft day. Because, like, Dorsey was as happy as anybody that he maneuvered to get this guy, that he pulled off the trade and got to a spot he felt comfortable. Like, he he was almost bragging about it. He was really, really happy with himself for doing it. And um, <laughs> it's important to remember that, you know, he deserves credit for that because he did go – he did make the trade to, like, make that happen. And a lot of people love the player and really push for the player, mainly Brett, but – um, you know, it, it took kind of a team effort to make it happen, which was kind of cool to see too. Yeah, sure. one, 
One other, I, I keep thinking about this too, um, and Therese kind of just hit on this, but I just remember feeling with those three quarterbacks um, that, that Trubisky kind of did not belong, you know, yeah, and, and right. to me it was... None of us liked them. Yeah, it, it was these other two, and when I thought about them, one other weird factor, it's not just air raid, it's not just, you know, all this other stuff, but um, I kept thinking about... Patrick Mahomes was doing this against Big 12 defenses. Yeah. You know, and and Deshaun Watson, I just watched him do a two-minute drill on Alabama mm-hmm. in the national championship game. And and I remember um us talking about that. And it's just what, you know, there's a million different factors that you have to that you have to weigh when you're when you're making these decisions. But we did a podcast. I don't know if you remember this, Therese. We were up in that like attic or whatever it at the office. And and we finished, and I think I had mentioned um that. Uh, like I hadn't seen the Gruden thing, you know, mm-hmm. the Gruden QB camp. And you're like, you got to watch, you got to watch Watson's and you got to watch Mahomes and then tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. And, and cause at that point, oh, okay. Now, now you see the brain. Right. Is, I remember and, that helped sway me too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was sort of a, that was a different, it was just like, oh my God, like, you know, he's not just this freakish unicorn talent, but now he's got a brain to go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, holy cow, like this guy has the potential to be different. And, and there's another, I think we all know this, right? And we, we talked about it at the time, but um, there's such an Andy Reid factor going mm-hmm. on in this, oh, you know, yeah. like one of the all time, you know, unknowables, but I'll, I'll always kind of think about it is what would have happened if the Chiefs fell in love with Deshaun Watson and, and took him mm-hmm. and you just, you just switched. They're, they're both terrific players. I think they oh, both yeah. What, but you know that that is an advantage, and not just Andy, but you know Tyreek and Travis Kelly, you know, like all this other stuff too. But no, for sure. Mm-hmm. Don't we think it's interesting though? Like it says how badass that Watson is that, that he was the quarterback of the team that blew that twenty-four point lead in Arrowhead, and like <laughs> no one blames him for it, like at all. Right. Like, right. Like, like, none of us are just like, oh, you know, Deshaun really blew it. Like it's like no. Bill O'Brien sucks. Right. Like that's, what, <laughs> that's what people say, you know, um, which is really fascinating. And, like, I think that's what makes the Bears failure, like, pretty egregious, oh, right? Like, we're all just like, guys, we knew that – I mean, Watson is defensible at number four or number two or one or whatever, or three, whatever. There was yeah. no scenario where any, any of us thought that Trubisky should have gone where he did or was better than Watson. I just never saw it. No, no question. Yeah. All right, guys, I've kept you too long, and uh, but just a warning: we will uh, we'll reconvene at some point to relive the the Therese Paler Sam Mellinger moment in the Broncos press box. After the social distancing guidelines are dropped, right. <laughs> if we're going to do that that's, right, that's right. Since you, that's right. Since you're on the floor next to each other in the press box, you know what's funny though? Like, I'm glad it's kind of taken on mythical proportions because, like, in a way, that's the moment when I like. Honestly, that's the moment when, like, I think we both knew, like, oh my god, oh, god. this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, this is ri- like that's when you knew something was special. Like yeah. that day against that team, against that was still a very spunky Bronco defense too. He they shouldn't have been doing yeah. what he was doing. It was right. completely outrageous to see a player wearing Chiefs colors doing that to them. 
That's that's was, so well said. Yeah, that right? he was wearing that uniform. Like that's right. the uniform of the game manager uh-huh. has been for decades. Well, believe well, me, if a Lions quarterback ever did it, it'd be the same. <laughs> it'd be the exact same. I just, I mean, I'm not even survive it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Well, that was also the first kind of visual proof of what we'd been hearing all season long about what this guy was doing in practice, mm-hmm. right? From, yeah. from Eric, from Eric Berry, from Marcus Peters, from everybody who was seeing Patrick Mahomes in practice. That that throw at Denver and some of the other throws that he made that day were like, well, oh, this is what they're talking about. Yeah, and just real quick, it was. I mean, that, that throw to Demarcus Robinson on the sideline is just. I mean, <laughs> that's a forever <laughs> throw. It's an outrageous um, throw. In but every- was it? Was his first completion that laser to? Yeah, it Harris? was. Yeah, like on third, third and long, right? I mean, <laughs> that was crazy. Like, I mean, just, just a warm up throw. Like, I mean, I haven't seen a quarterback do that. <laughs> it was a miracle. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was that throw that prompted me to say to add the John Madden. <laughs> After like half of the throws he made in that game, just, just the moment he released it, yeah, <laughs> like he, was, he was dealing. Like my yeah. was dealing that day. Um, it was, it was, it was. Oh, you know what else I remember too? Um, Andy Reid being as glowing as possible yeah. without like losing it. Like uh-huh. he, does, he is so controlled in those pressers, but he was just like, yeah. Look, the kid had complete control, okay? Uh-huh. He, total, complete, absolute control, okay? Uh-huh. And it's just like, whoa. You know, because yeah. Andy never said that about anybody. Yeah. You, you could almost, in that post game, it, it was almost like there was two little Andys on, on his shoulder, and one was just giddy as anybody could ever be. And it's like, holy crap, did you see this? That's our quarterback now. And the other guy was like, slow your roll. <laughs> Slow your roll. Playoffs. We got a playoff game. Just, you know, calm down, calm down. And it was just like he was tied between these two, these two little Andes. Like one, one, one was like he would have been in the dog pile with us in the press box, you know. And the other just like this old school football, never be impressed kind of guy. It was great. It was great. It was an uh, unbelievable I, moment. Well, I know when we start talking over each other, it's probably time to uh, <laughs> to, get, to get out of here. Sam, Sam, Vahe, Therese, it was great catching up with you, and uh, let's let's not wait so long to do it again. Absolutely. That'll do it for today. Shout out to our production team of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Randy always seems to draw the multi-audio assignments. Thanks, Randy. A cap tip to Therese Paler, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam Mellinger for their appearance on today's show. And go catch Sam's podcast, Mellinger Minutes for the Ears, which dropped today. Hey, we're done for the week, and we thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed it. Your support for our products has never been more important. You heard about our Sports Pass subscription. That's a good deal. So is the entire Kansas City Star digital product. It's all of our news, sports, business, and features coverage, plus an e-edition of The Star. You get a copy of how The Star appears in print on your phone, laptop, or desktop, plus there's additional national coverage there. Go to account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. Hey, and speaking of digital, we got something special planned for NFL Draft Night. 
You won't want to miss it, and I'll fill you in on the details next week, but it involves several NFL markets in our draft coverage. So we'll be back on Monday on Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.